Gordon McInerney, has been an enthralling battle. Gordon took it, gave it to Brayshaw, sliced it up inside the 50. Milksham! Jake Milksham angled to the left. He'll come through the 50 in the final minute of the game to put Melbourne in front. Right foot drop, punts. Oh, oh. Yes! He goes roaring away to a crowd out of its seats. Lux's greats, the leaders in customizable aluminium drainage, the winner from Jake Melksham last night. Welcome to Crunch Time, Jake. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thanks for uh, having me on. Um, looking forward to our chat. How does a man sleep the night after something <laughs> like that, I wonder? Oh, very little. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was about 3.30 by the time I wound down and me and my wife just laid in bed and, yeah, we actually just couldn't stop thinking about it. It was a crazy night. It was great. Did you go back and watch it? I did this morning. We, we chucked it on for the kids because they were <laughs> in bed. They didn't see much of it. So um, we just had to relive it with them and just show them uh, yeah, what went down. So How we old are the kids? Seven, four, and two. So my, my middle uh, child, Teddy, he's he's mad about footy. He... Um, He's the one that wanted to uh, to have a look, so we chucked it on. So I just had one question about it. What sort of contact did you make with it, Jake? Did you make the contact that you wanted? Um, uh, if you, yeah, a few people have asked that because I, I just I try not to kick the ball too hard. Um, I was uh, aiming for accuracy over um, over purchase, but um, yeah, it stayed pretty true. There was a bit of breeze left to right. Um, so I was trying to just hit the inside of the left post, but I actually probably hit it a bit fat. So I was um, a bit concerned that it was going to hit that right post. But yeah, on um, on the replay, looking at it, looking back at it, it I, I just snuck it over the line as well. I think McInerney was pretty close to <laughs> putting a hand on it. Jake, Leon, Cameron, well done on last night, mate. Fantastic result. Thank you, mate. Just, just quickly, Jake. Uh, three quarter time message. Uh, two parts to this question. Three, three quarter time message from Goody, knowing you were down by three goals at the break, and Brisbane probably had the run of play second and third. What was the message uh, in the, at the three quarter time break? And probably elaborate a little bit on your role that you played as well uh, in that forward half, knowing that you know Harris Andrews can do a number of things in the air. So, two parts to the question: the message from Goody and also your role. Yeah, um, well, obviously, they haven't got a fair run on in the first half of the third quarter. Um, and the messaging from, from the players and then also from Goody three quarter times that there's, there's still plenty of time on the clock. Um, we'd been in that position, I think it was round three when the lights went out up at the Gabba and I think we kicked six or seven goals in, in the last 15 minutes to, um, to come back. So we took a little bit of belief from that, but, um, Goody just sort of honed in on bringing our strengths. It was. Uh, it looked really good at times during the night. You know, the way that we moved the ball, the way that we defended in the back line. Um, but then at times it was, yeah, it wasn't wasn't up to standard. And um, he just told us to keep composed. And then obviously um, myself having that role on on Harris Andrews was just to try and nullify him in the air. He's, he's a monster of a man um, when he's at full stretch jumping at the ball. Um, and yeah, obviously once the ball hits the deck, we we knew we could exploit them there. I think they're. They're ranked quite low in D50 ground ball. So we just tried to execute um, what I just spoke about. And, and luckily, that last 10 minutes, we um, we pulled it all together. Jake, oh, oh, Dermot here. Well done, mate. It was awesome to watch you. And, and, I, and I 
I got this glowing feeling because I felt like there's a movie script in this, mate. You were an integral part of Essendon. <laughs> Things didn't work out. You got moved on and then through no fault of your own, the peptide saga, you miss a year and then you spend more time in the Magoos than in the Ones and then you come back and win the game off your own boot. It's it's a movie script. But I want to ask you, does the movie end there or if so, how does it end for you? Well, you, yeah, you're right. There's been a fair bit happening in my career, um, a lot of ups and downs. But um, no, the movie's not over, mate. We've we've got um, what is it? There's five or six games left in the regular season and finals. And obviously, I'm fighting for my spot each week. As you mentioned, I've spent probably half the year in the VFL. I've done that for the last two or three years now. Um, but when I've when I've got my opportunities in these past couple of seasons, I've I've grabbed them with both hands and. And run with them, so I'm looking to do that again for the rest of this year, and and um, keep putting some performances together to um, see how far we can go. Is it as simple as if Bailey Fritch is in and playing good footy, there's not a spot for you, or can you force your way in? Um, well, this time last year when I came into the side, we were both in the team. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it really depends on the dynamic that Goody wants to run with, whether he wants a taller player. Um, in that power forward role, or he wants me and Bailey there as the hybrids. So Bailey's going to play every week. We know that. Um, to answer your question, yeah, probably I don't play as much footy because we're very similar. Um, but we've certainly proved that we can both fit into the same team, and, and um, I think it brings a, a good, a different dynamic to the group. We can play tall, and, and then once the ball hits the deck, we get after it. So yeah, what we'll just I- see how it uh, pans out for the year. I'd like to ask you about uh, footballers' DNA. And when you go and play against bigger opponents, it, it's quite noticeable watching your uh, MO and you really thrust heavily, really bang into bigger opponents to try and unsettle them and their run to the drop of the footy. Can I? Is that something – so it looks like you love and and not perturbed whatsoever by real heavy, strong body contact. Is that – does that hark back to your, your boxing background that you just don't fear any physical punishment? Oh, no, not. I wouldn't say it's any part of that. I think right back from when I was a junior, I was pretty crafty with, with using my body. And um, obviously, once I've, once I've entered into the AFL system, we, we train it so much. And the aerial component of our game at Melbourne we train it every single session. And um, if you were to come down and watch all of us compete aerially in those drills, you'd, you'd be impressed by every single one of us. It's full yeah. tilt. We're yeah. going as, as hard as we can. Um, you know, we're, I'm going up against Lever and May and um, Tommy Mack and Ben Brown are going up against the best. We're going up against the best backs at training. So we're getting a good good taste of what's to come on the weekend. And then we're well prepared when we get into those moments against. Who, who wins the most like of those? <laughs> who wins the most of those who, at training? Do you know what we? It's a great battle between the, the forwards and backs. Um, I'm going to say the forwards. Maisie is the pound for pound one on one king, and then a few was just circling and around him. Jake, so, in the scenario yeah. you've described for us, how what sort of adjustment do you have to make? when you're not necessarily in control of your own fate, it's not necessarily your form that dictates whether you're there or not. Does that take a little while to grapple with? 
Oh, initially it did. Like I mentioned before, this has been two or three years of me not probably being in the best 22. Um, so early on, it's hard to, to grapple with. But now I'm, I'm fully aware of where I sit in the team and um, I'm relying on opportunity. And that's all I can really um, do is when my opportunity comes my way, really take it. And that's been the messaging from, from Goody and the coaches that you just got to hang in there. It's... Um, you know, I've spent the middle of the year, probably 10 weeks in the VFL and playing really good footy, but um, just not many opportunities come my way. And yeah, that's popped up now and you've just got to be uh, playing well enough for your opportunity when it comes. So you can't be too deterred by not being in the side each week and crack the shits and let it affect your form. You've just got to be ready to to play and be ready to be picked. So that's love- sort of what's panned out so far. I love how generous you are with your answer. So uh, I'll try one more. Um, in the perfect scenario that you envision, and we, we know Melbourne's um, forward half don't kick as many goals as a midfield that gets as much of the ball does at, at, at Melbourne. What's your perfect vision of Melbourne's forward line? How is the structure? How does it look? Um, oh, it's. I mean, it's a tough question to answer because at the moment it's quite a different look. Like you've got Track down there now, who's kicked eight goals in two weeks, and you know he's, he's essentially as good a as good a forward as anyone in in the game. Really, when yep. you, when you look at him coming down there, he doesn't spend much time as a forward. He's mainly mid most of the year. So these last two weeks has been pretty impressive. But um. Like, does he come down and stay down there now? Um, obviously, we'll get Bailey Fritch back for finals. He'll come, he'll slot straight back in. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. We we definitely need um, Benny Brown up and firing and, and Max firing when he comes down there. So, I honestly can't answer you that question, Derm. I, I, um, I'm just going to try and focus on maintaining my spot in the team. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll work together we've got great synergy it's working well at the moment um we're still working on that inside 50 connection piece and it's all it's all ahead of us it's there for the taking jake it's sam edmund here great to talk to the late season specialist i wanted to talk to you about goal kicking though which has been a big issue at, at melbourne in recent times anyway mainly around accuracy and we hear from goody all the time the work that the the team's putting in behind the scenes so how much time is being put in at the moment to to goal-kicking accuracy, and is this one where the, maybe the sports science uh, department's just had to take a bit more of a back seat? <laughs> oh, look, we, it's certainly been heightened in the media the past four or five weeks um, that we've been doing a lot of goal-kicking work, but it hasn't really changed from since pre-season. We spend heaps of time on it regardless, and I think the first 15 rounds or whatever, we were number one for goal-kicking. Mm. So um, our expected scores were through the roof. We were kicking goals that we... Um, wouldn't otherwise, or on AFL average, wouldn't kick. Um, and, you know, this past four or five weeks, we've, we've peppered the points a fair bit. So it's just been heightening the media a little bit and, and being spoken about a little bit more. But um, Mark Williams is doing a great job with us um, down at the club. He's been implemented some new techniques with us and, and guys are really spending lots of time on it, even the, even the midfield group, not just the forwards. So... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good when you get to those moments like last night when you need to kick goals, we, we can um, pull through and, and kick them. He's been in charge of the speakers down there at Casey, hasn't he, Mark Williams? 
Yeah, I, I knew that day that we come out and the Collingwood theme song was on that that was just going to be all through the media. <laughs> I think it might have been a little, a little ploy of him to get get himself out there a little bit more and put himself on the map again. <laughs> Can I just ask a quick one about your mate Clayton Oliver, how he's getting on, not just physically, and we know it's a, a pretty complex hamstring that he's got, but you know, putting up with all the other stuff that's been doing the rounds and there's been some wild rumours obviously getting around for a long period of time, which I'm sure you're aware of. How's he going and what are his prospects look like? Yeah, he's going well. Um, you've got to remember, Clayton hasn't had any injuries in 160 games, and he's he's played for the club every game like it's his absolute last. His his will to win and desire to compete is the the best that I've ever seen amongst anyone that I've played with um, or watched. So, for him not to be out there, he, he, he I'll admit, he, yeah, he struggles. It's it's his it's his everything. Um, so. Yeah, he's um he's in a good space at the moment though. His understanding of, of where he's at, he's got to take his time with his with his hamstring and, and think bigger picture. And um, he's in a really healthy space, so we're really looking forward to him just getting his rehab right, not rushing it. And then once he once he gets back into the team, I reckon he's going to absolutely launch. He's just he, he he's got too much pent up uh, competitiveness <laughs> mm-hmm. to just release upon from the competition. That's a rather thrilling prospect. And and just the last one, Christian Petrarca, just how natural and powerful a forward he looks. What well, what's your observations firsthand? Yeah, like I mentioned before, he doesn't spend much time down there with us. So um, even at training and and in education line groups throughout throughout the week, he's with the midfield group, but the last two weeks he spent time with us and he's starting to um, working more with us on how we want to play and how we want to execute our method ahead of the ball. So that's a work in progress and he's already kicking goals. So what that looks like for the rest of the year is really exciting for him and also for the group. And um, you just got great, you know, when there's good players in your side, they know what's, where the ball's going, what's happening, and when it gets in the area, they win it. So it's pretty exciting to be down there and playing with him. I love it. Well, you should. Jake, congratulations on last night. Well we look forward to seeing what comes oh, next. Thanks, guys. Appreciate um, all your time. So enjoy. Have a good weekend.